This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. Today I'm going to continue with a man called Pastor or Dr. Ross Collette. Used to be an assistant to A.A. Allen. Deeper Life Ministries, Roseville, Michigan. That's where he pastors. Welcome back, Pastor Ross. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it last time and happy to continue. Well, good. I know the importance of the Holy Spirit. I know that's critical in your life. I mean, I've said so many times over the years, without the Holy Spirit, I don't have a ministry. Anything that I've been traveling the nations, if it's the gifts of the Holy Spirit, words of knowledge, etc., it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. And without that, I don't have a ministry. I'm sure you feel the same way, Pastor Russ. Well, the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential. I've been going through a series lately on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and why it is so important to the church. And it's it's been uh, kind of put in the, the prayer room or put in the back shelf. And in most even Pentecostal churches, it's kind of a, an embarrassment to the denominations. And a lot of folks don't want to actually have that uh, happening in the church service. But, you know, the Bible actually plainly says, Paul said, this is a sign to the unbeliever, the speaking in tongues and the gift of tongues and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so what, you know, man's thinking is, is that this might be, uh, you know, a little hoodoo and magic sort of stuff. This is actually what attracts people to uh, come to church. Unbelievers are attracted by speaking in tongues, the gift of prophecy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for that. Otherwise, I myself would not have a ministry at all. You know, I was healed by prophecy. A woman came in and laid a handkerchief on my body. And when I was swollen and my liver had turned my entire body greenish yellow, and the doctor said I would die in three days. Wow. But she laid a handkerchief on me that was given to her by William Branham. Wow. And um, when it was laid on my stomach, she said, I don't know what she was preparing to pray, but the first words out of her mouth were, thus saith the Lord unto thee. And she prophesied to me. And the scripture that was written on it was Psalm 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And she confirmed that in the prophecy to me that I was called and God had a place to call and I wouldn't die because of that, because of the calling and the anointing of God. And it's been so. God saved me alive all these years. Amen. Tremendous. That reminded me as you were talking about my grandmother, Letta Hansen. There's been a book written about her, but she and my grandfather, Harold Hansen, first Assembly of God missionaries to northern China, lived in China 30 years, chose instead of fleeing when they had the opportunity, they prayed and God said, stay with my bride, stay with my church. Most people escaped, but this is what people used to do. They used to seek the will of God. They didn't just yes. make their own decisions. They sought God's will. And people today just take the easy way out. They take the logical way out. And miracles are not logical. Every miracle in the Bible is totally <laughs> illogical. That's Mir- right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, they're crazy. Step out of the boat. Are you crazy? Yeah. I'm going to sink. You know, walk around <laughs> Jericho. And uh, that, that, Absolutely. Was, that wasn't good strategic military planning. And yet they did it for seven days. And, you know, absolutely. And everything that the Holy Ghost does sometimes is contrary to, I hate to say it this way, but man's thinking and man's ideas. 
But, you know, the scripture plainly says it's better to put your confidence in God than put confidence in man. And um, we have to we have to learn to be led by the spirit because Romans, the eighth chapter, as many as are led by my spirit, they are the sons of God. And uh, when we're led by the spirit of God, then suddenly uh, we're, we're transposed into what we're supposed to be. And that is sons of God. Totally. Doing God's work. Doing God's work, doing the will of God, being a true ambassador. And I'm, I'm sure you remember, Dr. Ross, uh, Jesus said, don't even try it until you go tarry, until I am living within you. And that's, that's the baptism right. of the Holy Spirit. Don't even try to represent me because you can't do it. You can't well, do it. From, li- from, from listening to you, I know that you remember what tarrying services were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we used to tarry and then... All of a sudden, after, uh, they stopped tarrying after they received the baptism. And uh, that's when uh, actually the time we need to tarry for the endowment of power from on high. As you know, the and, baptism uh, is only the beginning. We need to, as you said, tarry and constantly tarry for God. That's true. Amen. The, uh, you know, with the emphasis originally, you know, well, originally many denominations was uh, to speak in tongues, and they said that was the initial evidence of the uh, the Holy Spirit, which I believe. I believe that is an initial, but uh, initial means number one. That's the number one thing that you receive. Yeah, that's the but beginning. Jesus, yeah, Jesus plainly said, "You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses." Exactly. And, uh, perfectly, we know. As Paul wrote in in 2 Corinthians 4, that the kingdom of God is not in word only, but it is in power and in demonstration of the Spirit of God. And so without that power and without that demonstration, I'm not sure we've even preached the the gospel the way it's supposed to be preached. No, you're absolutely right. We have not. And that's the problem in the church today. Now, I want to just touch on it before I go a little deeper on what you said, too, uh, tearing and the importance of it. But my grandmother, uh, she was dying with breast cancer, and it oh. had oozed and broke open. And, and she, she was of the opinion that uh, uh, she wasn't going to doctors and uh, that the Bible is true. And so about three or four times in her life, when everyone tried to get her to go, she refused. She was dying. Then the miracle happened. And she was healed. That's right. Now, they you know, laid... that, that Go ahead. I'm, no, I was going to say that used to be a standard uh, a, a teaching and doctrine of the Pentecostals or the people who spoke in tongues is that, uh, you know, you put your trust in God. If God said he's going to heal you, um, I, I remember the, the Pars- Parsley book that if God wasn't going to heal you, why did he do it? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's saying it, it's already happened. And uh, he paid the price for it, and the healing is already ours. And uh, we now only have to uh, claim that and believe it in faith, and God will bring it to pass. Certainly he will. This uh, church she came from, Spirit-filled Pentecostal, still believed in miracles. And uh, they sent her a handkerchief, anointed it with oil. They laid it on her open breast that had already uh, opened up and and disease was oozing out. They laid it on her breast and it closed up, healed over, and she was healed. Uh, these Amen. are the miracles 
that uh, those involved in the first and second great awakening saw. I mean, I see miracles, you see miracles, but what I'm trying to say is it's supposed to be normal. It's supposed to be natural for the church to see miracles. Dr. Ross? That's right. Um, I I don't know when this, this little, you know, the little foxes, I guess, are the, what changes everything, spoil the vine. But little by little, uh, you know, um, uh, the attitude is is that, uh, uh, you know, miracles were for special times, for special people. Uh, you know, God calls special men, special women at certain times and the early apostles. But, uh, you know, actually, we know that uh, anybody who believes in God, regardless of the time, regardless of when it is, because there is no time. You know, God doesn't wear a Timex watch to find out, you know, uh, well, and, and doesn't have a calendar there to say, well, this movement's over now. Let's start something else. Uh, God does not change at all. He doesn't change his mind, his word, his will, his love, his grace. God it, it said it plainly in Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord, I change not. And then it was written in the New Testament, Jesus Christ the same, yesterday, today, and forever. So, you know, God does not get increase. He does not decrease. He does not get stronger. He does not get weaker. He does not age. He does not get bigger. He does not get smaller. On one day, he does not have more power, and on the next day, does not have uh, as much power. God does not get older. God is always God, and God cannot heal you better on Sunday than he can on Monday, or he cannot heal you better in, in uh, 2,000 years ago than he can today, because uh, uh, God, all of these things are subject to him, sorrow, pain, sickness, doubt. None of these can change God. God doesn't change with circumstances. God remains God, regardless of the time, regardless of when it is, regardless of who's preaching. Uh, you know, uh, we've, we've gotten, we've fallen into uh, some ideas that, that were created by men, is that if you have great faith, then God performs a miracle. But actually, I don't know if my faith has a lot to do with it, because it's God's word that, that actually has to do it. There, I, I just talked with a lady, she said, uh, well, I don't know if I can believe. I just can't believe. I don't have great faith for a miracle. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people today don't believe Jesus is coming back again, but that doesn't change anything about Jesus. That's right. Jesus is coming back because he said he would. That's exactly right. Whether you right. believe it or not, you don't have to believe it. it. It's going to happen. I view healing and prayer for miracles in that same light. It's going to happen not because I have great faith or less faith or more faith on one day than another, or I really feel it one day, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, Jesus is coming back whether anyone believes it, and it's because he said so. And healing is going to come into the life of the believer. You know, it, but my brother, if we can actually believe that when we die, if we die, that we're going to be raised from the dead and caught up in, in a moment in a twinkling of an eye and we'll all be changed and live eternally with Jesus. Now, if we can believe that, surely, you know, uh, my sickness takes less faith, not more faith. If you can believe, if you can believe you're going to live forever in heaven, it should take less faith down here to get over your, your you know, the pain in your, your neck or something. Yeah, And uh, so we, we believe God. I go a step farther with that. And I say that God withholds nothing that he possesses. And there is nothing that God possesses that he is withholding 
God never checked the condition of somebody's faith. He never asked them before. Now, before I pray for you, I want to know, have you been living right? Do you support your children? Do you pay tithes? Do you... Jesus never asked any of that. The only thing that Jesus re- required of anybody is that they come to him. And he healed everybody that came to him. And I, I can't find it in the Bible where he denied anything from anybody. As a matter of fact, for your God's people, he said, no good thing will I withhold from you. Nothing good is God going to withhold from you because, you know, the faith teaching says, uh, or teachers uh, say, if you don't have enough faith, you, you have to believe. And if you don't believe, it's not going to happen. You don't know enough scripture. You got to learn more scripture. If you trust in, in man rather than God, it's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you something. All of those things that rules that, that men have made have been detrimental to receiving a miracle. You know, they, the, the faith teacher makes rules about faith, and then he expects God to follow those rules. Uh, but God doesn't follow the God's God, uh, and he's going to keep his word. And, uh, you know, we've met the condition because we've already become a son of God and a child of God. That is the condition. After that, everything uh, that God has is available to us. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. Now, that's the plan. Amen. You know, Moses, great, great leader, yet uh, you, you look at his history, even before he went to Egypt to uh, obey the Lord from the burning bush, uh, he had a lot of doubts. His faith was pathetic. Uh, faith in himself. That's why he faltered. But when he finally obeyed God, and every time he obeyed God, the miracle yes. happened. Exactly. And exactly. so here, here, I mean, it was insanity to go to the Red Sea with no escape and, and an Egyptian army coming down to slaughter them. But he obeyed God and the miracle happened because the power it, is in God. That's right. We've, we've, we've taken uh, uh, onto ourselves too much of, of the power in this. It all belongs to God. Because I'm God's child, I receive it. It's not who I am. It's who he is. It's not what I say that counts. It's what God said that counts. It's not what I do or have done. It's what Christ did at Calvary. And the very moment that those thoughts permeate a person's faith and their life and their living, when they realize the pressure is not, you know, uh, brother, we, we talked about Brother Allen once before. Yes. But one one thing Brother Allen said, and it amazed me when I was first went to work for him because I was very young. I said, Brother Allen, what if the first person I roll up there in the wheelchair, what if they don't get up and walk? He said, well, I'll, I'll call for the next one. You roll up the next one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, it's not me healing the sick. Yes. It's God healing yes. the sick. Exactly. <laughs> Our job is just to lay hands on the sick. That's right. You shall lay hands on the sick, yeah. and they shall recover. Amen. Amen. And so good lessons of faith there. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the movers and shakers, you go back to, I did three months on them, on, on the great uh, uh, awakening, you know, John Wesley, Charles G. Finney, Dwight L. Moody, uh, Maria Woodworth, Edder, Carrie Judd Montgomery, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, and on and on. Reese Howes, Amy Simple McPherson, Catherine Coleman, Heidi Baker, and on and on. What they did was they chased God. That's right. 
and uh, you know, all the glory and all the honor. Uh, they were always positive in giving all of the honor to God. Yeah, and they and, never, uh, they never. We talked about tearing. They never were satisfied. That's right. Never. They always wanted more of God, and that hunger uh, in all. Uh, you know, I, I have all of John John Lake's um, um, handwritten sermon notes, all of A. A. Allen's sermon notes. And I have Amy McPherson's, I have her sermon notes. Uh, I've collected these <laughs> from people. It, it just so happened they they came into my hands from people that uh, worked for uh, for these people like I worked for Brother Allen. And, um, you know, we, but the thing is, what I'm saying is, is all of these people, all of them that you mentioned, they were always very careful to give glory to God. Yes, yes. And never, never put the, you know, it was my faith that made this whole thing. Uh, and instead, it was Jesus who did everything in their life. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I try to say, I understand the scripture. It's not by my might. It's not by my power, but it's by the spirit, saith the Lord. And this is so critical why we should tarry. And, and and you, you know, view the Holy Spirit with preeminence, with, with, with that yes. type of honor and respect, because he does the miracles. I mean, Jesus does the miracles. If That's we, right. If we don't follow him and tarry and do what he says, uh, then we're just operating in vanity, and that's why we see no miracles. Well, the the thing is, it it does take one thing, though. You know, it takes— it takes a man or a woman of God led by the Holy Spirit of God, and they have to just make the step. Totally. You know, um, you, you, they, they have to be willing to step out. Moses, go stand on the, on the rock. Yes. <laughs> Moses, raise up your rod. Yes. Uh, Moses, yeah, Moses, speak the word. Speak to the rock. Smite the rock. Whatever, you, whatever God says do, that's what you do. Uh, but still, you have to, you have to urge yourself. You know, I, I of course, by the time Moses got to that rock where he smote the rock, he had already parted the Red Sea. So I imagine it was a little easier, you know, to step out that next time. But uh, the, we gain uh, our, our faith is is gained by our experiences, that, and that's and, and the leading of the Spirit, being confident in doing what God tells you to do, and um, this this I believe is uh, everybody's afraid to fail. You know, there. I I don't understand that. You know, um, you, you know, the, they talk about Peter begin to sank in the water. Yeah, but he said, "Lord, save me!" And there, there it was. It was over with. He, but also, he did walk on the water. You know, exactly. You have to, he you also walked on the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Uh, we were. Uh, we know that God is a miracle-working God, and He has not changed. And he is looking for a man. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking for someone to show himself strong unto. So God, we're not looking for God. God's looking for somebody that he can show himself strong unto. Exactly. And when we finally enter in, be led of the Spirit to finally make that step out miracle happen in our lives, then miracles will begin to happening in the church all the time. And uh, I long to see the day when that happens. I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe that the supernatural is supposed to be the natural in the believer's life. That we, right. sh- we should be tearing and um, 
those that move in miracles, they do just that. They are never satisfied. Never satisfied. You know, yesterday's victories are not today's. I've seen a lot of tremendous victories, but they're not today's. It's a new day. It's a new warfare. And I need to put on the armor again and swing that sword and see another victory. That's exactly right, my brother. Exactly. The word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is, but it has to be used. The sermon you preached last week, you know, it may have been wonderful and everybody we enjoyed it so much, but now you got to do it again. Yes, right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, the people you prayed for last week, they're probably healed and out on vacation, you know, with the weather nice. But, you know, other people are coming in and they need to be healed also. Amen. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the faith is required with absolutely everything. But even greater than that is that leading of the Holy Spirit. And we need to tarry, like you said, tarry, you know, uh, tarry until that we are endued with power from on high. And I believe that is going to happen in this church world that we live in now. Amen. Suddenly, when men's hearts are failing them for fear, everybody's not going to jump off the bridge. There's going to be some people that go to their knees and begin to pray. And they're going to seek God because basically they have no place else to go to. And when they turn to God, when it shall turn to the Lord, the yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. And uh, we know that the power of God is real there. Amen. It's like a person who has uh, jumped out of an airplane uh, 200 times. Uh, That 201st time, you still better put on a parachute. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Exactly. Yesterday's victories are not today's. We need an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. And again, you know, the movers and shakers were never satisfied. You know, just the other day, I said, I, and, you know, of course, I, I pray unusual prayers. <laughs> <laughs> very, very personal between me and God. But I said, Lord, I'm, I'm 77 years old. Doesn't it get easier? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been serving you all of my life. Isn't it going to get any easier? I is there no seniority or anything like that? But of course, God never forgets us, and he always keeps his hand on us, and he always makes a way. I, I was and, waiting for him to tell you, go ask Caleb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He took the mountain at 80. Oh, you know, that is such a beautiful place there, that mountain there. And, you know, the cave of the prophets is on that mountain in Hebron uh, that Caleb claimed as his mountain. It's all covered with beautiful trees. And, uh, you know, uh, Abraham and Sarah are buried there. And uh, the prophet, it's, it is the cave of the prophets. Uh, I've been there. But it's right there in Hebron. Yep. And uh, that's where, that's the mountain. I, I can see why he wanted to claim it. Yep. But when he stood there 40 years later, he said, my arm is, has not lost its cunning to use the sword. I haven't lost any strength. So now just give me permission. I'll take my mountain. And, uh, and he did. Amen. God bless him. Yes, amen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. You've been listening to the Warning Radio Program. My special guest, uh, Dr. Pastor Ross Collette. He pastors Deeper Life Ministries in Roseville, Michigan. People say, what can I do uh, well, go on my website, www.worldministries.org, 
worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. It's only going to be through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of God that we save America today. We need another great awakening. We want to get into the football stadiums, the NBI uh, stadiums. We want to get in the civic centers all through America, geared on the third person of the Trinity, where pastors, where people can come of every walk of life. And once again, we tarry. And once again, we go out with that duminous, released energy, the power of God operating through us, where instead of fear and intimidation, we speak the truth boldly, like Peter did to the same people before he ran from. And we see signs and wonders. Again, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations. Become either a white eagle, a bald eagle, or a golden eagle, and let's get back into the stadiums and see a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost with the power of God flowing all through this nation and around the world. Uh, Pastor Ross Collette, thank you again for being on the Warning Radio program. God bless you. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to somebody that has the Holy Ghost. I really do. (laughs) And, And forgive me, I... I know with the modern folks, you know, the charismatic, I'm supposed to say Holy Spirit, but when I really feel it in my heart, I can't help myself. I just say Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I know exactly what you're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, tune again next week. I'll have Pastor Ross Collette back on. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.